the powerful independence of podcasting. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 312. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Hey, speaking of awards, the podcast awards are now open for nominations. Don't worry, there's not a daily voting thing like there used to be in the past. Now, we do need nominations for different podcasts. So in Noodle Mix Network, the only podcast that we've registered four nominations are Beyond the To-Do List under Business, The Audacity to Podcast under Technology, and Once Once Upon a Time Podcast under TV and Film. So if you'd like to send us a nomination, and remember, don't worry, there's no daily voting, so you don't have to worry about that. But you can go over to podcastawards.com to nominate our shows and all of your other favorite podcasts for the People's Choice Podcast Awards over there. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the new system works because the rules and structure have completely changed. I'm releasing this episode on July 4th. And in America, that's Independence Day. And while Americans are celebrating independence, I hope that's not a sore spot for my British listeners. If it is, I'm very sorry about the tea. But we podcasters can celebrate our independence with every episode and actually every day that we have a podcast. So this episode is all about what makes the independence of podcasting so powerful. Keep in mind, I'm not talking only about independent podcasting, like you have a podcast and you're not associated or affiliated with anyone else, you're not in a network, anything like that, although that certainly can apply to many of these things. I'm talking about the independence that podcasting as a distribution method brings as opposed to many other methods of distribution and the incredible power that you can have in that independence. If you want to follow along in the show notes for this episode number 312, then go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash independence. And here's the little hack if you struggle with spelling independence like I sometimes do. It's all E's. There is no A in independence. I'm going to talk to you about a direct connection with your audience, authentic passion, power of the niche, your rules, your agenda, portable consumption, and ownership of your platform. Follow along in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash independence, or you probably see the show notes inside of your podcast app. First, let's talk about the direct connection with your audience. Never before podcasting have we been able to consistently and directly communicate with a global audience using the authenticity of your own voice. Your message is being communicated directly into your audience's ears, and often exclusively. They're not listening to anything else except your voice, and often individually. They're the only ones listening at that time. They're not listening with other people. They're listening by themselves to only you and your co-hosts and your guests if you have other participants in your podcast. And also with this direct connection with your audience is that there's no middleman in podcasting. Your audience can subscribe to your show from their own location and with their own app preference. They don't have to go to authorized distributors or be part of some kind of membership to get access to your podcast or pay for certain other things. They don't even have to use a particular app. 
Although there are certain apps that may work better, there are literally hundreds of podcast apps now available, and they could use any one of them to subscribe to your podcast. Even if you never listed your podcast inside of catalogs, such as Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music or Stitcher or places like that, your audience could still subscribe directly to your content without needing the approval of most of those companies, like Apple. I can use an iPhone and the Apple Podcast app to subscribe directly to a podcast without it ever being in the podcast catalog. That gives you a direct connection on a technological level. And this style of communication, speaking with your voice directly into their ears, often exclusively and individually, gives you a direct connection with your audience. Authentic passion also gives podcasting its powerful independence. The written word can be altered and edited to perfection. You can write something and then refine it. Then you can have others edit it. Then you can get some kind of authority's approval on it. And then you can repeat that process as many times as necessary until everything about that sentence or those paragraphs are absolutely perfect. But that doesn't really happen in podcasting. You're speaking with your voice. You can edit or script, yes, but... When you do that, it can be evident in the final results of your podcast. You can re-say things, sure, to make sure that you present the best way of communicating something. But if you try and edit out every little glitch, every tiny mouth noise, every single um, some of that you can't even perfectly edit it out without it being obvious that you edited it out. Even extremely skilled editors might have trouble editing out certain things. But one thing for sure is you can't edit passion and authenticity. It's raw, it's relatable, and it's powerful. It's because you are speaking your message. You're not writing it. You're using your voice. And even if you are communicating through a podcast only through audio, not through video at all, And so people don't see those nonverbal, physical, visual cues like hand gestures and facial expressions and posture and stuff like that. They can still hear audible cues. They can hear your confidence. They can hear your passion and your skill to communicate that message. If writing was like one dimension, speaking is like three dimensions. There's so much more depth to the spoken word than to the written word. You can hear emotion. You can hear subtle meanings. You can hear sarcasm in voice, and you can't really read sarcasm in writing. Authentic passion gives podcasting its powerful independence. The power of the niche also gives podcasting its powerful independence. I recently got to speak about podcasting to a group of IT professionals in Cincinnati, and most of them were over 40 years old. And I asked this question during my presentation, how many of you played video games in the 80s? And most of their hands went up. I then asked, how many of you played video games on your computer at home during that time? And about half the hands went up. And then I narrowed it down further and asked, how many of you played on an IBM PC Jr.? And then only two hands went up. And if you don't know when IBM PC Jr. is, go to the show notes. I've got a link to the Wikipedia article, or you can look it up yourself. It's a very old computer from the 80s. So up until that point, in my asking these questions, the responses that I got were simply 
the raising and lowering of hands. There were maybe some grins here and there at certain memories and such. But then when I'd narrowed it down to two people, I then looked at those two people who coincidentally were sitting right next to each other. I looked at those two people and I asked them, did either of you play King's Quest on a PC Junior? And without hesitation, one person raised their hand and I didn't prompt them. I didn't ask them to do this or anything. But when they raised their hand, or maybe they didn't even raise their hand, they responded with, oh yeah, there, right there. That was the niche. And with it, the passion in that niche. See, none of those other attendees expressed enthusiasm when I talked about video games during the 80s. But when I niched down and got to that one very specific niche, and there was only one person in that room that related to that niche. But when I hit on that niche, without my prompting it in any way, he got excited. And we had a connection there too. Because I also grew up playing King's Quest on an IBM PC Jr., And so there's a video game podcast, the Upper Memory Block podcast. It's at umbcast.com if you want to check it out. That podcast is all about those classic DOS-era PC games. So when he talks about games like King's Quest and Commander King and stuff like that, oh, I just love hearing that kind of stuff. It's one of my guilty pleasure podcasts that I enjoy listening to. That's at umbcast.com if you want to check it out. But you can hear the enthusiasm there. You can hear the passion. And I saw that when I narrowed it down with my own audience to that one specific thing, the passion came out. And that's the power of the niche. When you narrow it down, you have a tighter connection with your audience. And and popular broadcast media is designed to appeal to a broad audience, not that small individual audience. And broadcast media has to appeal to a broader audience because after all, Unless they appeal to a very broad audience, a large number of people, they won't get the sponsors or advertisers or support that they need. It won't pay the bills that they have in producing that broad appeal content. But as podcasters, we can, to quote Star Trek, boldly go where no man has gone before. So you may find a niche and hit an audience ceiling of maybe only, and I would put quotation marks around that, only 100 people. But those 100 people are much more passionate about that niche than about the broad topics. And in that passion is great power. There's power for intimate connections. There's power for influence. And there's even power for profit. And profit doesn't only mean money. It can mean many other things. So this is how the, quote, small, unquote, podcast can have a more loyal following than the podcasts that are topping all the charts and getting all of the media attention. So your podcast may not be number one in any kind of public ranking system, but it could be number one to your audience because of the power of the niche. That's where the passion is. Next, your rules are what give podcasting its powerful independence. And although there are certain technical rules to follow for your podcast to be compatible, to be accepted in podcast apps and directories and such, you can set your own rules for everything else about your podcast. You can say what you want, when you want, and how you want. You can be as holy or profane as you want. You can be as tolerant or prejudiced as you want. And there are certainly recommendations and principles to consider in all of these things. 
But you can make your own rules or even break your own rules if you want. And yes, there are certain restrictions on certain platforms. So that's something to consider, but I'll address that in a little bit. You can set your own rules. You can decide this is something we will never talk about in our podcast, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Or you can decide this is something that, although no one else will talk about this, we will talk about this in our podcast, or we will take this stand, or we will share this opinion, or we will criticize this policy, or we will represent these people even when no one else will. It's your rules. You don't have to follow the rules of what's allowed on broadcast media. What words are you allowed to say? What words are you not allowed to say? What are you allowed or not allowed to say out of fear of losing your job or losing your radio license or anything like that? It's your rules. That's why I named the Audacity to Podcast the Audacity to Podcast because it takes guts, it takes courage, it takes boldness, and it takes audacity to podcast, to share your message, to make your own rules, to to sometimes go against the rules that everyone else is following. It takes audacity to do that. In podcasting, you can make the rules, especially if you're an independent podcaster. But this podcast isn't so much about independent podcasters. It's about the independence of podcasting. And you can set the rules or whoever you're podcasting with. Being able to have your own agenda is also what gives podcasting its powerful independence. As an independent podcaster, you can choose whom you let advertise on your show, or you can take no sponsorship at all. You can be uninfluenced by the agendas of advertisers, endorsements, networks, producers, executives, and more beyond that. And if you want to podcast purely for fun, you're under no obligation to monetize. You don't have to worry about paying for the airtime or taking a commercial break if you don't want to. If you want to be honest about a product or a service, you can. You don't have to worry about, oh, we can't talk about this because their competitor is sponsoring us. Or we can't criticize this product because they're sponsoring our podcast or they're sponsoring another podcast on our network. There are certain things you might want to consider with that, sure. But it's ultimately your agenda. You don't have to follow the agendas of advertisers and sponsors when you're an independent podcaster. And if you want to promote only your own products, services, or only your own agenda, you certainly can. It's your show and your agenda. Your agenda is what gives podcasting its powerful independence. It's also powerful because of portable consumption There has never been another media you could consume consistently and without interruption, regardless of where you go. You can download your favorite podcast and listen while you commute, while you work, while you relax, while you shower, while you fall asleep, and more without ever having to press stop between all of these other activities. You're not at the mercy of signal strength or local programming options or devices with reception. The amazing thing of podcasting. And now that the iPhone is 10 years old, this has certainly, even if you don't use an iPhone, the iPhone, you can't deny its major impact on the podcast space because it greatly influenced the development of other smartphones and mobile devices. So 10 years ago, when the iPhone was released, this was a device that could fit in your pocket. And 
still to this day, they're, they're getting smaller and smaller and some of them getting actually bigger, but still you can carry these things around with you easily and you have a world of information available and you can take that information with you wherever you go. And that's what makes audio especially powerful, more so than video, because video can show you places, but audio can take you places. Plus, you can take audio places, and you can't always take video places because of bandwidth, because of, especially because of the attention that video requires. You can listen to an audio drama while you're driving and not have to worry about safety on the road, but you certainly can't watch a drama while you're driving. That's dangerous, and in many states, that's illegal. But audio can take you places, and you can take audio places. Portable consumption gives podcasting its powerful independence. And your ownership of your own platform gives podcasting its powerful independence. Unlike other forms of media, podcasts are decentralized. There is no single place where all podcasts are hosted and the one and only place you can go to get podcasts and everything else is pulled from there. Yes, there are big directories and APIs like the Apple Podcast Directory or Stitcher or Google Play Music and such, and other apps and services do pull from these. But all of these merely point, or most of them at least, point back to your own platform and your own direct distribution method. So that the awesome power of this decentralization is that even if you were kicked out of Apple Podcasts or never even put in Apple Podcasts or if you were kicked out of some other hosting service, as long as you own your own platform and you've built on your own platform, your own brand, not on someone else's brand, you can keep your audience and take them with you wherever you go. Fairly recently, there was an issue where Uh, A podcast hosting company had to kick someone off their service because they decided that that podcaster was in violation of certain terms of service. And while that's probably true in the case, and they are entirely in their rights to do that because they can have a terms of service that says, if you produce this kind of content, we don't want you on our platform. You can't use us for this. And there are certainly many places that have rules like that. Like look at the terms of service for your web hosting company, wherever it is that you use. Like SiteGround, for example, the web hosting company I recommend, does have in their policies certain kinds of content you're not allowed to host, certain kinds of websites you can't have. And many website hosting companies, for example, will clearly say you can't host pornography, you can't host illegal copies of stuff, you can't host viruses and other other kind of malicious coding or stuff like that. So there are terms of service and kinds of things they don't want on their platform. It's not a freedom of speech thing because they're not limiting your freedom of speech. They're limiting what you're allowed to do with their tools. But see, you can take your website and host it somewhere else. You could even make your own server somewhere and connect it to the internet and pay for your own bandwidth. If you're kicked out of SoundCloud or Blueberry or Libsyn or iTunes or anything like that, You can, as long as you've been building your own platform and not the SoundCloud platform or the Libsyn platform or whatever, if you've been pointing your audience to something you own, then you can take your audience with you. This is because your audience subscribes to your RSS feed. 
not someone else's. And in fact, most podcast apps, certainly all the good ones that are developed by people who truly understand the podcasting industry, will allow people to subscribe to an RSS feed even if that podcast isn't listed in any of the catalogs. It's a little bit more of a manual process, sure, but it means that you don't have to be in iTunes in order for people to subscribe to your podcast with iTunes. Oh, it's certainly much easier if you can be in iTunes and the Apple Podcast app, and definitely you need to be there. Uh, some people will even say you don't have a podcast if you're not listed in iTunes. That's kind of harsh, but in a way, I kind of agree because that is the place to list your podcast. So why not be there? It's kind of like saying you don't have an internet-based business if you don't have a website. It's similar to that. But even if you're not in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, people can subscribe to your podcast by connecting directly to your RSS feed. That's your platform. They can switch apps and resubscribe to your podcast. You can move web hosting companies, podcast hosting companies. You can change things about your podcast and take your audience with you. And with your own platform, you can change whatever tools you want without losing the audience you worked hard to build. And that's when you are pointing people to your platform instead of someone else's. It's like, uh, uh, I don't know how long ago this was, but Dave Jackson hosts a podcast on Saturday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And years ago, he hosted that on Blab. And I still keep this joke running to this day. Some guy jumped onto the call during this time uh, because they do a live podcast Q&A sort of thing. And someone got on and was saying something about how he was big on Blab. Well, as much as I love Blab and the tools that they provided, where is Blab today? It's gone. So if you were big on Blab and Blab was your platform, then when Blab went away, you had no more platform. Or just recently, Clamor announced that they're shutting down. So maybe you spent a lot of time building an audience on Clamor, building your audience on someone else's platform, and now you're losing your audience because that platform is going away. And platforms come and go, but if you create your own platform, one that you own and you control, even if you're using other tools to create it, manage it, sure, but it's something that you own and control, then you don't risk losing your audience. It's like with Dave Jackson's Ask the Podcast Coach. It's at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. He's used maybe a dozen different tools in the past two years to host that show live. Doesn't matter. He owns the platform, which is askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. He can redirect that. He can embed whatever technology he wants. He owns the platform. So when you own your platform, then you can change the tools and not lose your audience. And owning your own platform is what makes podcasting powerful. So these are the things, the aspects of the powerful independence of podcasting. Direct connection with your audience, authentic passion, power of the niche, your rules, your agenda, portable consumption, and ownership of your platform. 
If this resonates with you, if this got you excited, if you have some responses to this, then please go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash independence and comment or share this episode or maybe in your podcast app, you have the ability to share the podcast or the episode right there. I'd really appreciate it if you would do that and share this with other podcasters whom you think would benefit or maybe those who are struggling and need some motivation. I'd love for you to share this message with them. And something I really enjoy is giving shout outs to those who write reviews for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes. And if you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere you can review podcasts, please make sure you share the name of your podcast and how the Audacity to Podcast has helped you in your podcasting journey. For this episode, I'd like to thank a couple people. First, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this. It's merely a nickname in iTunes. It's B-E-F ASCII or ASCA, something B-F-A-S-K-A, I don't know. But they wrote in the iTunes United States store, what I appreciate most about Daniel is his willingness to share so much for free, despite being in the podcast business. While he isn't shy about promoting his podcaster society, numerous website plugins, and other revenue-generating offers, I never feel like he is, quote, selling, unquote, me anything during this show. He has the heart of a teacher, and I think it's worth subscribing and listening. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Hey, if you comment on the show notes and mention the name of your podcast, and I'll be sure to put a hyperlink to it and the name of it in the show notes for this episode, I'd really appreciate being able to link out to your podcast. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash independence. And Amanda Semenoff, or maybe it was C.D. Saint, Either of them are host of the Overthinking Conflict podcast at overthinkingconflict.com, wrote in the iTunes Canada store, having recently launched our podcast, I really appreciate how much of the necessary information was right here. Daniel saved me a lot of time and headaches. And their podcast, they recently launched June 6th is when they launched with their first episode. And they're at this time, only four episodes into this. And Overthinking Conflict is at overthinkingconflict.com. The description for their podcast is, join us weekly as we explore the interesting corners of meditation, conflict resolution, and peacemaking. We speak with experienced practitioners, innovators, pioneers, and boundary pushers to tackle some of the controversial and difficult topics in our field while finding ways to grow our practices and implement new ideas. I love their podcast cover art. Why? Because it has yellow-headed Lego people in it. So check it out at overthinkingconflict.com. Hey, I like all things Lego. The Lego movie, totally love the Lego movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Lego Batman movie, also really fun, but I like the Lego movie the best. So check it out, overthinkingconflict.com. And that link is in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash independence. If you celebrated Independence Day in the United States, I hope you had a safe and fun Independence Day. I've got two little announcements for you before I go. The Zoom H6 for Podcasters course is launching very soon. It's completely recorded and now in production. So make sure you're on my email list for an opportunity to get a pre-order discount when that's available. But if you're a member of Podcaster Society, you will get access to the course before anyone else does. And it's included with your membership at podcastersociety.com. And speaking of discounts, by the way, Amazon's annual Prime Day is July 11th, and it will probably bring many great deals for podcasting gear and other stuff. So if you go to podcastingdeals.com and sign up for the alerts, I'll send you notices for 
things I find interesting and great savings for podcasters on Amazon Prime Day as well as throughout the year. That's at podcastingdeals.com. All of these links and more in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash independence. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And while we're talking about awards, please go over to podcastawards.com and nominate Beyond the To-Do List for Business, Once, Once Upon a Time Podcast for TV and Film, and The Audacity to Podcast for Technology at podcastawards.com.